Ideas matter. Ideas matter. This is Dialogue. Happy Chinese New Year and welcome to Dialogue. Chinese people around the world are once again celebrating their most important holiday of the year. Chinese New Year, also known as the Lunar New Year or Spring Festival, which falls on February 10th this year, 2024 will be the Year of the Dragon, which in Chinese culture symbolizes power, nobility and intelligence. So what does this Spring Festival mean to China? How have Spring Festival traditions evolved in the era of social media? And what is the cultural symbolism and meaning of the dragon? Happy Chinese New Year to you all. So I know you are in different places around the world. Uh, Zoom, you are back in Pakistan. Mike in Australia. And David, you are in the southernmost Chinese province of Hainan, the tropical Hainan. And of course, Flora is in the studio in Beijing. Uh, I will start with you, Zhuang. Tell us, you know, uh, yeah. what you are going to do for the uh, uh, Chinese New Year. Anything special? Yes. Uh, first, Teach and all, thank you for having me on the show. I mean, I I've spent eight years living in Beijing, and most many of those Chinese New Year holidays I've also spent in China. This year, I am in Pakistan. I'm going to attend a very important wedding on the date of Chinese New Year on the 10th of February and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so it's it's exciting. We are trying to add some Chinese traditions in this event and I will try my, my best. Uh, I think, you know, just like in Pakistan, Eid is very important. Family reunions are very important. Food is very central. Uh, paying our respect to our ancestors is very important. So the fact that, you know, I can be here with my family on Chinese New Year uh, and celebrate the essence of Chinese New Year with them in Pakistan is something that I truly cherish. So that's the plan, and let's see how it goes. Well, that's uh, part of the Chinese tradition too, right? To get together with your family uh, during this uh, spring festival, this New Year time. Uh, Mike, uh, anything special for this year? Yeah, hi, Shindo. Uh, for this year, I'm going to take my son to his basketball training in the morning followed by a football match uh, in the evening with my whole family. Uh, my whole family is here and uh, it's a great uh, occasion to celebrate family reunion, like Sun said, uh, and uh, we are going to be sporty as well as uh, you know, family together at this special time. Yeah, get together. And David? Hi, Tindor. Um, yes, yeah, so I've had a very, 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 very busy year over the past year, so I am taking the opportunity of the Chinese New Year holiday to relax, read a book, catch up with some shows, do some exercise, and uh, eat all the nianhua that I've received from various friends and clients over the past few weeks. Yeah, it's a, it's a time of uh, dining and, uh, well, not whining, but reading. <laughs> and Flora, Absolutely. I know you will spend your holiday, uh, not, actually not in Beijing. Yes, exactly. I'm actually spending the holiday in Tanzania, Africa, instead of uh, uniting with my uh, family in our hometown, we're actually making a family trip to Africa. Regardless, we're still going to burn incense to worship our ancestors and get ingredients from local groceries to make dumplings. To make dumplings, yes, part of the tradition. Uh, speak of that, uh, Flora, why don't you you know, uh, tell us, you know, brief us, especially our viewers, you know, from overseas uh, who are not uh, exactly familiar with the Chinese culture. Uh, tell us more about the Chinese New Year. What does it mean, for example, for the Chinese people? 
The Chinese New Year is also known as the Spring Festival. It is the most important festival to all the Chinese people, and it has been celebrated for more than a thousand years. Um, this, all the celebrations of the Spring Festival is uh, centered around getting rid of the old and bad and welcoming the new and uh, good. So in the, on the eve of the Chinese New Year, people would um, cleanse their homes and have a thorough bath to get rid of the bad luck and also put on new clothes and put on uh, the character Fu, for example, on their gates to welcome good luck. Uh, character Fu, and uh, we will actually uh, ask Flora to write this uh, Chinese character Fu, which means fortune in English, uh, for us at the end of the show. I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. That's interesting. It's also part of the tradition, you know, you have put on this couplet, you know, to celebrate, and of course, the red color there. Uh, Zoom and David, you know, both of you are long-time observers of Chinese culture. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to know, you know, like uh, your thoughts about the Chinese New Year. Uh, we'll start with uh, uh, Zoom again. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, uh, Chindo, a lot of people in Pakistan specifically are very curious about uh, how similar or what they expect, how different the cultures are. So for me, uh, exactly the aspects of Chinese New Year, where it's about family reunion, it's about meeting your relatives, it's about uh, remembering those before us who, whose legacies we inherit. And also the part where, you know, it's cozy, comforting, and uh, you cook together. This is all, I mean, these are very important aspects because in the end, uh, I think what, uh, what our cultures, what the Chinese culture specifically values is family bonds. It's uh, it's that, you know, we can't just be individuals on our own. We, we are connected. We are part of those uh, who we share uh, family bonds with. And I think, you know, that, that aspect is something that I truly, truly enjoy. And that's where you see that our cultures are also very similar. So last year, I was very lucky to be invited by a family who live in a village in Anhui. And I experienced all of it. Um, we we met the parents. They welcomed me warmly into their family. Uh, we had the fireworks. That prepared food. We did what Flora also mentioned. You know, it's about welcoming new new spirit, a new um, energy. It's about uh, you know uh, having a renewal of uh, and opening yourselves to opportunity. So so you see that energy. And I also spent. I also went with them to pay respects to their ancestors. Uh, to a temple, you know, to, um, I think, just, you know, to pray and wish for a better future. And that was, that was absolutely, um, I felt warmly welcomed. And over the years, I mean, I've been lucky to experience Chinese New Year in different ways, but the village was absolutely unique. So I'm hoping, you know, this year, I've also, like I think David was mentioning, the food and the snacks. I've brought a lot of Chinese snacks with me to share them with my family, with my other relatives and family friends. And um, I think in the end, you know, it's about um, about remembering our history, our past, our heritage and deepening the bonds, because that's what we really live for. The yeah. people that care for us and the people we have, we should have a sense of duty towards. Like, so this is something I, I truly cherish. Yeah, exactly. The, the family and uh, the bond, you know, among the people. Uh, David. Uh, so, um, first of all, I'd like to talk about the universality, uh, universality uh, between various festivals around the world, including the festivals in my culture, uh, 
most obviously are the ones that fall around wintertime as well. And they are also a time for gathering and spending time with one's family, uh, moving away from the old and into the new. Um, and regarding my own um, favorite Chinese uh, New Year tradition, I think it's getting together with my friends, uh, my Chinese friends, those, of, those who might be hanging around for Chinese New Year and getting together Mm -hmm. uh, the time spent with friends at those small gatherings, you know, making dumplings, playing mahjong, and having a jolly good time. Uh, and it's very warm and comforting in its own way, especially because in the UK where I come from, around Chinese New Year, everybody's already busy at work. And, uh, and so I have been back to the UK during Chinese New Year a few years uh, previous. And I've just found that nobody, nobody has any time to uh, spend, uh, hang out with me. Uh, Mike, you are also in the warm, you know, Australia right now, the summer. And yes. uh, I know like you, you, you know, basically you experienced some differences. I, I probably, you know, both in China and Australia and for example, the Chinese community. Uh, do you observe any differences or what uh, is the Chinese year being celebrated in the, in the community? Actually, for the past uh, few years, my parents have been coming from China to Melbourne, to Australia, so that we can celebrate Chinese New Year together. Because uh, according to them, they find the Chinese New Year celebrations here in Australia even more eventful uh, and much more uh, crowded and uh, lots happening than in, 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 in cities uh, where they come from. Uh, from Chinese New Year, we celebrate from as early as uh, almost a few days ago, all the way throughout the two-week period of Chinese New Year. And we have more than four celebrations uh, throughout the city of Melbourne, not just in Chinatown, but also in three other uh, areas where there are a lot of uh, Asian and especially Chinese uh, population. Um, and we have the world's longest uh, dragon we have uh, line dancing, we have uh, lots of uh, celebration that involve the whole uh, communities, not just the Chinese community. But the Chinese New Year has entrenched itself as uh, one of the most celebrated uh, festivals in Australia. Probably um, uh, one of the top uh, celebrated um, festivities uh, just besides Christmas and New Year. Uh, so much so that uh, on uh, Chinese New Year, uh, you can see uh, families uh, involving Chinese community and other communities uh, around Australia, um, you know, with uh, business people, with uh, politicians. So everyone wants to come to Chinatown. Everyone wants to come to where Chinese people celebrate uh, this uh, very important uh, day on their uh, calendar. So th there's a lot uh, happening, a lot to see. But that's, uh, you know, Flora, Mike mentioned one interesting point uh, that is, you know, usually uh, the traditions, you know, of the Chinese New Year or Chinese culture are better protected actually overseas. Well, inside China, interesting, you know, with the rapid development of the economy and also the internet, you know, the introduction of social media, for example, it creates this effects of, uh, I would call it like disrupting effects, you know, it, a lot of changes, you know, some of the traditions are well uh, protected, are changing, are evolving, some others probably are gone, uh, you know, you speak of that, like, uh, for example, you know, the spring 
uh, festival gala by CCTV every year. I, I remember it used to be the whole family, you know, we're staying in front of the TV, you know, we're having jokes. That's uh, the one way to celebrate this, this new year. But now with the, the social media, the impact, uh, you know, it's, it's dis, you know, disrupting a lot of practices. What's your observation? Um, you know, it's very interesting because the term of um, Spring Festival Gala actually triggers a very strong nostalgia from me because it um, reminds me of the carefree childhood time when my families could uh, sit in front of the TV sets, uh, exchanging snacks, you know, ab absorbing every second of the fabulous show. Uh, whereas nowadays, people's attention are so distracted by different screens. Um, so I guess it's not necessarily the old Chinese uh, Spring Festival Gala that we miss, but rather it's the state where our minds could be fully present at the show and uh, to be with our families mindfully without any distractions from outside that truly makes people think um, th this memory is quite valuable. So I, I think social media is actually a double-sided sword. In one sense, it steals people's attention, right? It distracts people. However, attention nowadays is the most valuable resources uh, everyone can have. Uh, on the other hand, influencers on social media can uh, leverage the platform to promote cultural diversity and preserve uh, the old traditions. For example, where I came from um, is a very remote village. There was a very famous street called Xiangdong Street mm -hmm. in the past where people would uh, come to the street for, um, for, for the old temples and uh, buy food. Um, however, uh, with the development of the city and modernization, the street is no longer popular. But thanks to the influencers on social media that share the clips of uh, the traditional way of living, now it, it has become popular again. Survived. So, yeah, ah. so it's a double-sided sword. So as long as we can have our mind present, not distracted by social media, and find a way to leverage the platforms of social media to preserve the traditions, I think the taste of, uh, of the Chinese New Year will not be diluted. David, I know that uh, you prepared something special for the Year of Dragon with Lego. I did indeed, <laughs> yes. So, uh, is it time now to reveal uh, my hard work? Okay, so here we have uh, wow, it's this Lego <laughs> dragon. Well done, Chinese oh, dragon, beautiful. Yeah. This took uh, about three days to put together, uh, mostly because I have cats and uh, they are very attracted to the small Lego pieces. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of knocking around. And then I had a friend come around and build this even smaller one here. Both Chinese dragons, of course, and we can tell that because one, these dragons don't have wings, and two, this dragon here, he's holding a, a pearl in his claw, and it's very long and snake-like, which is what made it particularly difficult to put together. Speak of the dragon, you know, the Chinese dragon 
uh, is actually one of the 12 uh, zodiac, which is mythical, which is not a, a real animal, mm. you know. Uh, of course, the dragon is powerful, uh, you know, it's mythical, it's powerful. It can summon basically the lightning, uh, lightning, thunder, you know, rain. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it can fly in the air, it can also swim in the waters. A bit different from the dragon in the, let's say, in the Western, Western. Uh, world, in the English language world, you know, which lives in, usually yeah. in the den. <laughs> Tell us more yeah. about that, you know, there are, there are different dragons. Well, we are talking about dragon, but they are different. <clears throat> They are different, absolutely. And actually, another interesting coincidence is that both of my parents are dragons in Chinese zodiac. I have been interested in Chinese zodiac since years before I even had an inkling I would land in Beijing and live here for so many wonderful years. So, uh, I mean, I've read up a lot on the dragon. Like you mentioned, it's the only mythological uh, Chinese zodiac sign. It is one which is about authority, prestige, benevolence. You know, uh, it's it's it has a regality the, the dragon is about regality it's about moving forward with power but power that's not uh, harsh but rather has a warmth kindness and benevolence to it so i'm deeply interested in uh, what the dragon stands for and it's about you know uh, some uh, uh, leadership uh, abilities the ability to lead the ability to command respect without having to, uh, you know, be, be harsh with others. So there is, I mean, this Chinese, the Chinese dragon, unlike the Western dragon at times, you know, I was also for my family, I brought some puzzles. And like David mentioned, you know, I have a cat, I'm really interested in these 2000 piece puzzles and, and a few of the pieces were eaten <laughs> in the process. So this time I decided to bring puzzles for them for Chinese New Year. And one is a Chinese dragon and the other is a Western dragon. Unfortunately, we haven't made them yet. It takes a lot of focus, collective focus. I wish I could show them right now. But both both have, I mean, their own glamour, beauty and prestige. But the Chinese dragon, you know, I think it seems to be very versatile. And if I see, I mean, I, I do believe a little bit in the traits of Chinese zodiac. I don't think, I mean, you become everyone who's a snake, which I am, or a dragon will be exactly like each other. But there's some uh, tendencies, uh, some uh, some ways in which people approach life, etc. So, and I think in that, you know, for me, the dragon, the Chinese dragon, is one that I I, I see uh, those traits at times in my parents, uh, the way they deal with situations, and uh, I think yeah, I do believe this year of the dragon can be one. I mean, if we, uh, it's the wood dragon, right? Uh, I won't go into the details of the elements, but it's a year in which we can all hope for um, opportunity, for betterment. I would wish that on my country as well. We have uh, we have an election coming. I think it's an opportunity for our nation and other countries, including China, other nations in the world, to move towards betterment with, uh, with focus, with vision. And also, um, I hope that the benevolence of the dragon can reflect in how countries, how governments are treating each other how people are being treated, which I think we need, we desperately need in today's world. So let's hope that the spirit of the dragon can be further, um, you know, uh, promoted uh, through our Chinese friends, through, uh, through Chinese media, through Chinese people, and it resonates with the people of the world. I truly, from my heart, wish for that. Well, thank you, uh, Zoom there. Uh, Mike, you know, how do people like in Australia view uh, the Chinese dragon or the year of dragon? Uh, is it uh, anything special, you know, for this particular year because it's the year of dragon? 
Yes, um, many people in Australia, not just the Chinese community, have come to know Chinese zodiac. Uh, and uh, actually, some of my friends uh, have anticipated so much for this year, the year of the dragon, because they have heard from either myself or from other sources that the year of the dragon symbolizes strength, symbolizes the regality, uh, symbolizes uh, power, and also, but in a very, in a very good way. Uh, I, I agree with uh, what Zun said. Uh, the Chinese dragon and the typical uh, Western dragon are so different. Uh, where we uh, see in movies and in TV series that uh, Western dragons are usually fearsome, are usually uh, flame throwing. But Chinese dragons, or what we should call Long, Tongguo uh, Long, uh, are more uh, peace bringing. Uh, they bring water to farms, uh, they bring peace uh, to the world. Uh, so I think it's it's important uh, to let uh, Australians, let the world know about Chinese dragon, Chinese Lung. Um, and for example, my son was born in the year of the dragon. So this, this year, uh, my mom, uh, his uh, grandma has brought uh, this uh, uh, Chinese dragon uh, t-shirts all the way from China. So that everyone in the household, we're going to wear this and we're going to have a photo shoot uh, on Chinese uh, New Year uh, days. And I myself is wearing a watch. I don't know if you can see it. It's actually oh, yeah, it's a long. Ch 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 Chinese dragon with the animation. Yeah. yeah so um, we're, we're doing our little bit, uh, you know, to to let people know that this year is the the year of the dragon. And uh, yeah, everybody in, in Melbourne uh, is looking forward to you know how good. I know this year could potentially bring to everyone. Yeah, auspicious year. Uh, that's uh, the yes, year of leaf, right? The year of dragon. Uh, David, you, uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, so you were from the year of dragon. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about personality. They say, oh, if you are from the year of dragon, uh, you act like a dragon, <laughs> powerful. Um, I try to act like a. <laughs> A benevolent, powerful person. How, how might one best describe that? I, I like to speak with authority, but I don't like to speak over other people. Uh, I think dragons, uh, yes, it's a, uh, dragons are a symbol of uh, nobility, uh, benevolence. I think we might also have a touch of arrogance, mm -hmm. but I think that, that comes Every from... Every coin has uh, two sides. But, <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Uh, but I do feel I am, I very, I very much reflect the qualities of a typical dragon, I'd like to say. Perhaps I could be a bit braver sometimes. I was born in the year of sheep, uh -huh. but according to the fortune teller, whom my grandmother always visits, um, in my birth chart, actually, there's a dragon. So the fortune teller says that despite your zodiac a sign of a sheep, you are actually a dragon inside, which means that <laughs> from outside, I'm always seen as quiet and soft, but inside I'm quite powerful. It's a dragon. <laughs> and intelligent, hopefully, yes. Hopefully, I'm a dragon in sheep's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, Mike mentioned, uh, you know, like basically the introduction of uh, people uh, starting to appreciate the different, uh, you know, practices, different traditions, like the Chinese Year of Dragon. Uh, you know, also, uh, obviously, Australia is not alone. Like a U.S. Postal Service, uh, they issued this uh, a new stamp 
featuring this year of dragon. And uh, if you have a check, like uh, Oxford English Dictionary also introduces this Chinese dragon into its uh, lexicon. Uh, so does that mean, can we say, you know, there is a gradual uh, better understanding, let's say, of uh, the Chinese culture or appreciation of the Chinese practice? I think so. I, I do believe that China has more influence um, on, on the world right now. And I believe that people are appreciating the meaning of the Chinese dragon versus the, the, the Western ones, because the Western dragons symbolize uh, the evil spirit. Uh, as you can see in Game of Thrones, all the dragons can burn down the city very easily, right? But in Chinese fol folklore, um, a dragon brings all the good luck to the farmers. And also in the, in the fo folklore, uh, the dragon actually propelled the rabbit to get ahead of a dragon to rank before uh, the, the dragon in the zodiac uh, sign. So dragon uh, actually demonstrates the spirit of generosity, the spirit of self, uh, selflessness. Um, I think in the year of dragon, we all need to embrace the spirit of the Chinese dragons, and hopefully all the major conflicts in the world can be resolved this year. Yeah, peace and prosperity for exactly. this uh, year of dragon, uh, of course. Uh, Zoom, you know, or any you know, special wishes for this year of dragon, mm -hmm. as an auspicious year of dragon, that's uh, of course we will hope for the best. Um, any yeah. special list on your so list? So many wishes, yeah. so many wishes. But honestly, I mean, uh, just like Flora mentioned, and when I was uh, to my best capacity, you know, uh, explaining what I understand of the dragon, I truly wish prosperity and peace. Uh, Mike, anything, uh, you know, special on your list of wishes for the new year? Yeah, actually, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, with uh, our two previous speakers. I actually think uh, with so much going on in the world, uh, with uh, so much negativity, so many conflicts uh, in every corner of the world, uh, I actually really hope for a world peace for the new year and prosperity, of course, for everyone who has been working and starting hard and uh, uh, raising a family hard. Uh, I think that speaks for everyone in the world. Yeah, we deserve a good year uh, in 2024. Uh, David? Uh, so, uh, following on from Mike's wishes and Zoom's wishes for peace and prosperity, I wish that people are more generous with their time and generous in terms of willing to listen to each other and communicate more openly, sharing a generosity of spirit and a willingness to communicate. It's only through communication that we can solve our issues and move forward in peace. So generosity for for all, I hope, in the new year. Yeah, and also better understanding of each other uh, for people around the world. So Mike, uh, I know that uh, you prepared a special song for this uh, special occasion of Chinese New Year. Tell us more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, this is one of the songs that I've written and it drew inspiration from a beautiful dance and choreography that I saw from uh, the Hunian Chunwan, uh, from the Year of the Tiger Spring Festival Gala. Uh, it's called the Zi Qinglu. I think many people have seen it. Um, and I think the traditional Chinese music and the dance uh, are so stunning, so that I wrote uh, the melody and the lyrics um, to make this song. And I incorporated a lot of uh, traditional 
Chinese instruments uh, in it together with Western uh, instruments. 